Chapter Nine of He Can Who Thinks He Can by Orison Sweat Martin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Has your vocation your unqualified approval? I quote from the following sentence from a letter just received. In your February editorial, the following paragraph has impressed me mightily. To spend a life in buying and selling lies, or cheap, shoddy shams, is demoralizing to every element of nobility, to excellence in any form. Now I happen to be in the sham business and hate it so heartily that I want to get out of it as soon as I can do so with justice to others' interests. This young man, who gets more than $10,000 a year in salary, says that he is expected to trade upon the credulity of the poorer classes who can ill afford to be preyed upon. And he continues, While I need the money, I cannot enjoy this kind of work, nor can I write with conviction or ambition on projects which I naturally know to be fakes. Besides, I am afraid of the very thing pointed out in your editorial, namely growing down to the work. I hate hypocrisy worse than any other thing, and I cannot do my best work in any business based on such a foundation. I do not want to remain in an occupation which pays its highest salaries to the most skillful fakers. It is pitiable to see a strong, brilliant, promising young man, capable of filling a high position, trying to support himself and his family in an occupation which has not received his approval, which is lowering his ideals, which dwarfs his nature which makes him despise himself, which strangles all that is best and noblest within him, and which is constantly condemning him and ostracizing him and his family from all that is best and truest in life. How often we hear a young man say, I do not like the business I am in. I know it has a bad influence on me. I do not believe in the methods used or the deceptions practiced. I am ashamed to have my friends know what I am doing, and I say as little about it in public as possible. I know I ought to change, but it is the only business I understand in which I can earn as much money as I need to keep up appearances, for I have been getting a good salary, and I have contracted expensive habits of living, and I have not the force of character to risk a change. Do not deceive yourself with the idea that somebody has got to do this questionable work, and that it might as well be you. Let other people do it, if they will. There is something better for you. The Creator has given you a guarantee, written in your blood and brain cells, that if you keep yourself clean and do that which He has indicated in your very constitution, you will be a man, will succeed, and will belong to the order of true nobility. But if you do not heed that edict, you will fail. You may get a large salary, but this alone is not success. If the almighty dollar is dragging its slimy trail all through your career, if money-making has become your one unwavering claim, you have failed, no matter how much you have accumulated. If your money smells of the blood of the innocent, if there is a dirty dollar in it, if there is a taint of avarice in it, if envy and greed have helped in its accumulation, if there is a sacrifice of the rights and comforts of others in it, if there is a stain of dishonor on your stocks and bonds, or if a smirched character looms up in your pile, do not boast of your success, for you have failed. Making money by dirty work is bad business. Guild it how we will. There are a thousand indications in you that the Creator did not fit you for what is wrong, but only for the right. 
do the right and all nature all law and all science will help you because the attainment of rectitude is the plan of the universe it is the very nature of things reverse it and all these forces are pledged to defeat you to the young men who have written for advice let me say that if you are making money by forcing yourself by sheer will-power to do what you loathe what does not engage your whole heart or that into which you cannot fling your entire being because you fear that it is not quite right you can do a thousand times better in an occupation which has your unreserved unqualified consent if you refuse to smirch your ability no matter what the reward you will thereby increase your success power a thousandfold the very fact that you can come out of a questionable situation boldly and take a stand for the right regardless of consequences will help you immeasurably the greater self-respect increased self-confidence and the tonic influence which will come from the sense of victory will give you the air of a conqueror instead of that of one conquered nobody ever loses anything by standing for the right with decision with firmness and with vigor you have a compass within you the needle of which points more surely to the right and to the true than the needle of the mariner points to the pole star if you do not follow it you are in perpetual danger of going to pieces on the rocks your conscience is your compass given you when you were launched upon life's high seas it is the only guide that is sure to take you safely into the harbor of true success what if a mariner should refuse to steer by the pointing of his compass declaring it to be all nonsense that the needle should always point north and should pull it around so that it would point in some other direction fasten it there and then sail by it he would never reach the port in safety it takes only a little influence just a little force to pull the needle away from its natural pointing your conscious compass must not be influenced by greed or expediency you must not trammel it you must leave it free the man who tampers with the needle of his conscience who pulls it away from its natural love and who tries to convince himself that there are other standards of right other stars as reliable as the pole star of his character and proposes to follow them in some questionable business is a deluded fool who invites disaster every little while i meet young men who dislike to tell me what their vocation is they seem ashamed of what they're doing one young man i met some time ago very reluctantly told me that he was a bartender in a large saloon i asked him how long he had been there and he said about six years he said he hated the business it was degrading but that he was making pretty good money and just as soon as he could get enough laid up so that he could afford it he was going to quit and go into something else now this young man had been deceiving himself for years by thinking he was doing pretty well and that he would soon leave the business there is something very demoralizing to the whole nature in doing that against which the better self protests an effort to reconcile the ideal with that which we cannot respect is fatal to all growth this is the reason why men shrivel and shrink instead of expanding when they are out of place a man does not grow when a large part of him is entering its protest against his work a volunteer makes a better soldier than a drafted man a great many young men try to justify themselves and check inward protests by the perpetual self-suggestion that it is better to keep on for the present in questionable occupations because the great financial reward will put them in a position to do better later this is a sort of sedative to the conscious 
to keep it quiet until they can afford to listen to it do not deceive yourself by the expectation of making clean money in a dirty occupation do not deceive yourself either by thinking you can elevate a bad business or make it respectable many a man has thus been dragged down to his ruin some occupations are so demoralizing brutalizing and hardening that even a lincoln could not make them respectable if what you are doing is wrong stop it you have nothing to do with it if you are in doubt or if you suspect that you are warping your conscience give yourself the benefit of the doubt take no chances with it leave it before it's too late long familiarity with a bad business will make it seem right to you if it is very profitable it will at last hush your doubts and blunt your moral faculties it will make you feel that there is compensation in pursuing it at least until capital is accumulated for something else besides the philosophy of habit that is every repetition of an act makes it more certain that it will be repeated again and again quickly making the doer a slave in spite of the protests of your weakened will the trained nerve centers continue to repeat the acts even when you abhor them what you at first choose at last compels you you are as irrevocably chained to your deeds as the atoms are chained by gravitation so my friends when you are thinking of engaging in an occupation which is a little questionable and which does not get the complete consent of your faculties do not forget this tremendous gripping power of habit which when you may wish to change will pull like a giant to get you back into the old rut you have no right to choose an occupation which calls into play your inferior qualities the lying cunning overreaching scheming long-headed underhand qualities those which covet and grasp and snatch and never give while all that is noblest in you shrivels and dies if you have already made a wrong choice why should you remain in an occupation which does not have your unqualified approval or in one of which you are ashamed and in which you have to stretch your conscience every day to make deceitful statements and false representations to influence purchasers unduly to induce them by a smooth manner and a lying tongue to do that which you know is not for their advantage and for which you will reproach yourself afterwards why should you desecrate your manhood and pervert your ability in a contemptible occupation when there are so many clean respectable vocations which are searching for your ability and hunting for your talent you say that it is hard for you to change of course it is hard to jog along in humdrum toil for the sake of being honest when acquaintances all around are getting rich by leaps and bounds of course it takes courage to refuse to bend the knee to questionable methods lies schemes and fraud when they are so generally used of course it takes courage to tell the exact truth when a little deception or a little departure from the right would bring great temporary gain of course it takes courage to refuse to be bribed when it could be covered up by a little specious mystification of course it takes courage to stand erect when by bowing and scraping to people with a pole you can get inside information which will make you win what you know others must lose of course it takes courage to determine never to put into your pocket a dirty dollar a lying deceitful dollar a dollar that drips with human sorrow or a dollar that has made some poor gullible wretch poorer or has defeated another's cherished plans or robbed him of ambition or education but this is what character is for this is what manhood means 
this is what backbone and stamina were given us for to stand for the right and oppose the wrong no matter what the results wear threadbare clothes if necessary live on one meal a day in a house with bare floors and bare walls if you must but under no circumstances ever consent to prostitute your manhood or to turn your ability to do an unclean thing dig trenches carry hod work as a section hand on a railroad shovel coal anything rather than sacrifice your self-respect blunt your sense of right and wrong and shut yourself off forever from the true joy of living and the approbation which comes only from the consciousness of doing your level best to reach the highest that is possible to you do not choose that occupation which has the most money in it the greatest promise of material reward notoriety or fame even but choose that which will call out the man in you and which will develop your greatest strength and symmetry of manhood personal nobility manhood is greater than wealth and grander than fame personal nobility is greater than any calling or any reward that it can bring End of chapter nine